Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let Me Tell You. Thank you for coming back to listen every week. I'm so excited to be able to talk about all sorts of things on here and have you guys listen. The past couple of weeks have been pretty eventful for me. Like I shared last time, my sister moved closer and I am super excited to be able to spend time with her. I feel like my sister and I have just gone through so much and when we're together, I feel like we just become the two little girls that we were, but obviously not in the way that we were, but we we have fun together as if we were two little girls. So that's been nice and it's been, I guess, in a way therapeutic to be able to spend time with someone who has gone through the same things as I have. But I will also be having a two-year-old next month and that is so bittersweet, you guys. I it's crazy because my son is going through obviously a change you know he has officially started a terrible two-face and it's been so challenging because he is up and about climbing yelling talking back hitting throwing stuff so we've had a couple of hectic weeks but we are actually getting ready to baptize my son and go on vacation to celebrate both his birthday and his baptism. And you know what, guys? I totally need that time away. I definitely need it. I don't feel like I have been so overstimulated than I am before. And I know that this is just a phase and that we'll get go through it, but it's very hard. And I know that with love and patience, you know, everything will will pass but it's been a bit difficult we also are getting ready to baptize him and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this because this was something that has happened to me in the past couple of weeks and I can't really say I'm religious because I feel me saying that I'm religious means we go to church and you know we follow our religion norms and that's not the case but I feel that as a mom I need to start building that relationship with God and I need to set that example for my son. So we decided to baptize him because in our Hispanic, Latin, Mexican culture, it's a tradition. So in order to baptize him, we had to attend a baptism class. So during the class, they were talking about the responsibility it brings as a parent and as godparents, what it means to baptize our children and why we do it. But the whole class, I couldn't do anything but feel guilty about the fact that we don't have that relationship with God. So then they started asking if all parents were married through church, right? My husband and I are not. And at some point, you know, we were getting scolded and they told us that, you know, we were not setting a good example for our child spiritually by not being married by the church. And that our marriage had not been by glut sorry, that our marriage had not been blessed by God, then why were we trying to baptize our son if he's product of a marriage that hasn't been blessed by God? So I definitely feel like it rang a bell on my husband and I, and it's very true. I think we both felt guilty and realized that we weren't doing our part as parents in the spiritual area, but also you know we want our child to be a good man and follow God's words but we're not doing that so 
we also started talking about, you know, what if we have a daughter in the future, we would want a good man and a man that follows God's words and does things properly. So we did start our marriage classes with the church. And eventually we will be married by church after those classes. But my husband also has to do a couple of things so that that can happen in the spiritual area. So we're working on it. But I feel like we are trying to build that relationship with God now. And it has been like two, three weeks that this happened. And no, we haven't gone to church yet. But I feel like slowly we're trying to make these changes and I feel like just starting with our habits of praying and saying things and trying to involve our child in that I feel like is important so we've been trying to do that a little bit um but it's a change for us but I feel like it's never too late to make these changes but I do feel guilty that I didn't make them before and In all honesty, I feel God right now is just trying to find a way to intervene in our marriage and in our family. And I just feel blessed that he is actually trying to intervene in our family. So that's just a little about my week. Um, Sunday, we took my son to this new, well, it's not new, but it's new to us, play area in rifle close to where we live and I really enjoyed it I my sister went over and it's like there was two little girls playing with each other but my son obviously was with us and we were just having the time of our life and I think I really enjoyed that and I missed having that much fun and just being a child you know because I feel like we all have that inner child But anyways, that's just a little bit about my previous weeks. Today's topic is toxic workplaces. And we all have had them. We all have had them and we all have been a toxic work person, I'm sure. And before I start the topic, I do want to say two negatives don't make a positive. And I say that because having a toxic home environment and then going to a toxic work environment can be so hectic because both environments are toxic and that means you don't have a peaceful place right so because we basically live at work I mean right now I'm a stay-at-home mom but when you work full-time you're you're mostly at your job so I feel like sometimes we can come home and take it out on our partner or family because work sucks and then you go to work and take it out on your co-workers because being home sucks And right now, my husband is the only one that's working, but, you know, he has stressful days or he has days where he's super tired and he'll come home and he'll be a little bit more serious with me. And I'm like, okay, like he's probably tired. But previously before being at this job, he was at a different one and he would come home and he would just give me the shit face, like, because it was such a toxic work environment. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about things that I went through and I'm trying to make this one a little short because my child is banging on the door um, trying to get to me but I one of my first jobs was a dog daycare and I absolutely loved the job I mean it was like I wanted to be there forever I loved the puppies the people this I mean it was great But I feel like there came a point where I was like, okay, like I got to change this because I don't want to be here forever. I love puppies, but 
I got to do something of myself, right? So I actually applied at a bank. So, you know, I applied, excuse me, I applied and I ended up getting an interview. So in the interview, I met with the bank supervisor and the bank president, both of whom are women. So I guess they just kept asking questions about me, my goals, my visions. You know, they explained how the banking center worked, all that good stuff. So it came to a point where I was asked what I thought my biggest flaw in a workplace is. And I thought, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to think about negative things about each other. I mean, in a workplace, obviously, when you're trying to get a job. So the first thing that came up to my mind was that I told her that I was super talkative and that I could have a conversation with anyone about anything for hours. So she asked me if I thought that being very talkative ever stopped me from doing my job. And I said no. So I feel like the way that she asked me was kind of weird. And I kind of felt a bad vibe, but I was like, maybe I'm just taking it personal. I'm just going to let it go. So then she asked me if I speak Spanish, and I said yes. So, you know, interview ends, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly get calls that I got the job. I have to do all, I have to go and do all of these additional things to get hired, right? And on the first day, I get invited out for lunch from the bank president. And I honestly feel like, I felt like I didn't have a choice. And during our lunch, you know, she's asking me questions about my family, where I live and stuff like that. So I feel like during our conversation, she totally felt like superior to me and she kept making comments. And one of those comments was like, she asked me where we lived and I was like, oh, well, you know, my parents have always lived in mobile home parks and that's where I came out of. Basically, you know, right now I'm living in an apartment with my husband and she like, made this comment about how renting is stupid and you should buy a home and how she's at least glad that I got out of the trailer park because that's where ratchet people come from. Straight up, those were her words. And so at this point, I was like, okay, like I, I really didn't know what to say. And I feel like I also had to be very intelligent with the way that I responded to her because I knew I had a lot to learn and she was going to be the one to teach me. So I had to play smart and I had to just be like, oh, okay. I wasn't intimidated by her. her. I feel like actually she was more intimidated by me, but I don't know. And when I say she was more intimidated by me, I I will tell you guys why in a little bit. But so then she's like, okay, well, let's change the topic. And she's like, well, where would you like to head in the company? So obviously, you know, when you're applying for a job that you're super excited for, you don't want to be in the same position your whole life. You want to grow. And whether we like it or not, you know, we're getting older and we're going through new things. So um, I told her, I was like, I want your job. <clears throat> and she looked me straight in the face and wiped her mouth and she was like, lunch is over. Let's go back to work. Mind you, yet we had only been there for like 20 minutes. So this is where the nightmare began. I remember I had two coworkers, my supervisor and the bank president in my same department. My supervisor was so sweet. She was so, at, at least she was sweet to me. My other two coworkers didn't really enjoy her. I did. I really enjoyed working with her. 
but I just don't feel like she had the personality to be the supervisor. And my other two coworkers were super knowledgeable. You know, they knew everything that had to be done. They taught me a lot. I really enjoyed working with my female coworker. I definitely feel like I created such a beautiful relationship with her. She is a lady about 20 something years older than I am. And she constantly gave me lots of life advice and honestly became the mother that I needed. So I learned from her in many ways. We became friends until this day. We're very good friends. So she is also Hispanic. So we constantly, you know, spoke in Spanish, laughed. We learned to make the best of our time at work. My male coworker on the other end was just an asshole. I mean, he was stuck up. He was the know-it-all. He created conflict. He busted his nose wherever he could just to cause an issue. So Spanish became such a huge issue. Like I said, my female coworker and I spoke Spanish. And I feel like we just learned to just make the best of our time there. And we would laugh and we would joke and we would talk about our stuff. She would talk about her kids. At that time, I didn't have kids yet. So, you know, we, we were building a relationship. But that didn't go on too long before our male coworker started complaining that he felt left out. So he started causing conflict, insulting us, not helping, leaving when the clients would arrive. You know, he started to complain to the bank president. The bank president started making comments about when we spoke Spanish. I mean, sometimes she would pop up and she'd be like, um, I'm sorry, what? None of us speak Spanish here, but you too. And I feel like we never took it personally. We just kept working and doing our thing. But it came to a point where we started saying, you know, it came to a point where she started saying, unless it's with a client, we couldn't speak Spanish anymore because our male coworker felt left out and thought that we were talking about him. So I started responding and I was like, well, how do you just expect us to stop talking in our language? Like, isn't that the reason why we were hired because we spoke Spanish? So definitely the arguments began, comments here, comments there. Our our male coworker kept complaining. We kept having daily talks about little stupid things that like if we literally slipped one word in Spanish, it became an issue. And I feel like the complaints were never about our worth at work ethic. They were always about simply speaking Spanish. So eventually my female coworker and I tried as much as we could to just only talk to clients in Spanish. But even that was an issue. You know, he would complain because we talked to the clients in Spanish and we would laugh. And if the client looked at him, he took it up the ass. So, you know, I remember he would just get so upset and he started to slam doors, kick things around, throw things around. We kept having talks because he thought we were talking about him. And mind you yet, guys, this is a man probably in his late 50s when I was there. So, a 50-year-old man having beef with a 21-year-old because that's how old I was when I was there. So finally, it got to the point where they they split my female coworker and I. So they sat her on one side, him in the middle, and me on the other side. And so since he didn't find a way to cause any more conflict, he started looking through our desks. And if anyone has worked at a bank before, you guys know the whole lock your drawer stuff. So every time you leave, you have to lock your drawer because your money's in there, right? So he kept like pulling our drawers to see if they were locked. I mean, he was dedicated to causing conflict. So it came to a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm tired. 
So I started talking back and started standing up for myself. After so many scoldings, so many conversations, I was just tired because everything that I said or did was an issue. And same thing with my coworker. And I feel like in the whole midst of all that, I learned a lot and I was working so hard and I built lots of good relationship with clients. You know, I started applying for bigger positions, but all the applications for the bigger positions kept being denied because I was told that I had to spend more time in that position. So it got to the point where, you know, my the bank president started withholding things and duties from me. Like she wouldn't allow me to do certain things so that I wouldn't do well. So my numbers would not rise. And she kept telling me, like, if you want my job, you have to be here many, many more years. If you want my job, you got to do this. If you want my job, you got to do that. So she definitely kept the I want your job in her head. And instead of trying to prepare me for the day that she's old and she's going to retire, she kind of took it the other way. Like I was telling her that I was there to take her job. But I wasn't because I wasn't even halfway there to what I needed to know to have her job. So I definitely feel like she felt like maybe I was learning too fast. I don't know. But I worked very hard. I learned and I tried to improve so much. But then I feel like everything that I learned and I improved just started going to to shit because I started getting harassed by my coworker. And I'm not going to say... I felt it was sexually, but I don't want to say he sexually harassed me, you know, because I feel like he never was really like inappropriate physically, but I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but so every time I would go to the bathroom, there was two bathrooms in that banking center. And every time I would go to the bathroom, I could hear him like walk behind me and go into the kitchen. Well, soon enough, he started yanking on the door. And even though I would yell like, hey, I'm in here, he would still do it. So I started to feel uncomfortable. And I, you know, maybe thought, well, maybe it's just an accident. But it just kept happening. So once I said something about it, again, we had it, we had, we started having all the talks, the arguments, and nothing was being done. And each time he kept trying to open the door when I was in the restroom. So one day he threw a box at me because I was telling, I don't know what he told me. And I was like, well, you know what? At least I don't harass my coworkers. And he threw a box at me and I threw it back at him. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm done with you. So I threw the box at him. And then the next day, you know, of course, we're getting like all these talks and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? That's it. And I ended up just deciding to not work there anymore. But While I was going through all that work stuff, I was also going through a hard time at home. I was in a toxic living situation and it was just bad all over. My job was shit. My home was shit. Everything was bad. And when I left that job, I was also in the middle of a separation from my husband. And I was also in the middle of a legal issue. But not just that, like my cheating, my, my cheating, I never, my husband cheated on me. And so I was going through like a cheating scandal, a legal issue, a job issue, a toxic work home. So like a toxic work and home. So like all my feelings were out, you know, all my feelings were out. And I was taking out lots of anger and resentment on my boss, my coworker, and 
I was just going through so much after that. So after I, you know, quit that job, I took three jobs while I could find something stable. And I eventually started working at another bank. So when I started working at the other bank, it was so different. I loved my boss there. My coworkers were awesome. They were all so nice. They were all so helpful. I felt like I created such beautiful, beautiful relationships. And I hope they're listening to this podcast and I hope that they're listening to what I'm talking about right now. But, you know, I, Lupe, my coworker Lupe, I became friends with her and I genuinely see her as an example and such a strong, independent woman that I can actually learn and build from. You know, I created such a beautiful relationship with one of the apprentice kids there. His name is Jamshid. And I learned so much, even though he was a kid, he was truly a man. I mean, super respectful, super cordial, super fun and loving and peaceful. I built such beautiful relationships there. And of course, there were some little things here and there, but nothing major. I feel like the hardest thing was when we got an apprentice and she was not very motivated. So I think my biggest issue was when I, when we were told that we were being held responsible for her and what happened with her drawer. And that's when I was like, nope, not me. But I honestly had a wonderful time there. You know, my boss, Margaret, was amazing. I definitely had such a good time with her. I learned a lot from her. If it wasn't for her, I still wouldn't know how to manage my money. So, you know, I was there for a while, and then I ended up getting a promotion, and I was sent to a different banking center in which they were pretty short-staffed. So it was a lot busier. There was a lot more clients. There was a lot more things to do. And they let go of a supervisor that we had there. And obviously, in my opinion, because I'm entitled to have my opinion, I thought that they shouldn't have let her go. She was, obviously, she had more room to grow, just like I did, just like any other person in the company did. But she tried. She tried so hard. And I also feel like they didn't train her properly. And there was a lot of things that they should have taught her when they didn't. But she was so good with people. She was good to all of us as the employees. I mean, you name it. Well, we ended up getting another supervisor whom everyone had complained about at some point. And in all honesty, like, I really tried to stay positive. But at that moment, it was just another girl, the supervisor, and I. And he was whack. I mean, he literally didn't do anything. He sat in an office all day, did his homework. He was always late. He constantly forgot his keys. He was bad with clients. He wasn't helpful. People would ask him for help and he would tell them to file a complaint. So finally, they hired a third employee and he did absolutely nothing to train her or help her. You know, he was required to have a drawer and he never grabbed it. He never used it. He never followed procedures. I mean, it was a nightmare. Our banking center was constantly in red. We were constantly being scolded. We were constantly being yelled at and monitored because everything was just so bad. So I was also pregnant while I was working at that banking center. So 
we all had a week, a day, a day a week, sorry. We all had a day a week where we left, where we could leave early. And I was the banker there. So I was the person that was opening accounts and doing the small loans. And I had the biggest desk because of that. But we had a scanner on my desk. And that scanner, you have to scan all the work at the end of the day because everything we do manually would fall off. And what you scanned was what would stay. So I left early that day. And the next day, I come back. All the work from the previous day was sitting on my desk. I lost my mind. I was tired of the laziness and I was tired of having to handle everything because he wasn't doing it. So that day I get to work, find the work there, and I start taking care of that situation. I'm answering the phone because everyone's money was missing. I'm refunding fees. I'm getting emails that our vault was over. I'm getting calls from clients pissed off. And in my head, I'm just like, I'm not the fucking manager. And I'm doing a manager's job without the pay. And on top of it all, the actual supervisor, the actual manager is late, like always. So about an hour after he's supposed to be there, I heard someone knock on the door and it was him. So he yells, let me in. So then I turn around and I'm like, where are your keys? And he says, home. And I respond to him. I'm like, go get him, go get them. And I told the girls, I was like, do not open that door for him. I'm like, I am tired of him. Because he would constantly show up without his keys and just sit there and use that as an excuse to not do anything. So he left, came back like two hours later and called HR. I mean, it became a mess. The girls and I got written up, but so did he. The next weeks were even worse than before. If before he would at least come out of his office, this time he wouldn't do anything but complain about everything i mean nothing he would do absolutely nothing he was late in the mornings he was late after lunch he wouldn't even come back sometimes i mean it was a nightmare he was leaving money out on the counters i mean he was breaking every security procedure that had put in place to keep all of us safe right so Eventually, it goes on for so long that we're told that we're all going to have a talk with HR and our regional. So we're having this talk, you know, we're talking about all these issues that are going on. And our regional is like asking us if we're all willing to do our part. So, you know, everyone's like, yes. And she starts asking us around, like, are you willing to? Are you willing to? Are you willing to? All of us say yes. And when she gets to him, she's like, are you willing to do your part? And he literally sat there and he was like, I always do my part. (laughs) So after that, I mean, when we were having that conversation, you could hear our supervisor on the phone that she was just like, (laughs) like, she couldn't believe his response, right? So as soon as that happened, she asks the manager and she's like, hey, can I have a chat with you in the office? So they hang up the phone. He goes to the office, comes out comes out like five minutes later and he's like hey we're just gonna call him bob for this hey bob can you come here for a minute right so they take him into the office and maybe like not even five minutes later he busts out and he grabs his jacket and he's trying to put it on like a madman 
And he's like, if you want to count my drawer, do it your damn self. And chucks his keys at her manager. So I get up. Because at this point, I just, like, hate this person now. So I get up and I'm like, I'll help you. So we get up and we're trying to count this drawer. And he left. Well, after that, after he left, everything became a shit show. He started writing Google reviews online about us. He started going into the banking center with his kids. And he would cuss at us, flip us off, leave nasty reviews, call, like, God knows who about us. I mean, he was just losing his mind I mean he has like six kids and he was flipping us off in front of his kids and I was like what the fuck so that was just hard and honestly it's so sad because once he left we were all just so relieved like we were all just like oh finally you know we're not doing this person's job you know, we're not having to do all of these things. And they sent the appropriate people to do all of these things. But yeah, I mean, I feel like everywhere there's um, toxic work situations. And of course, I've had a lot more. And there's a lot more to each story, but I would keep it, I would keep you guys here forever. And I want to keep this one short, but work relationships are hard. And being in toxic work relationships is hard. And it's stressful, stressful, especially if you don't like what you do. In my case, I loved being at the bank. And of course, I loved I love being a stay at home mom, but I do miss doing what I love and being able to, to interact with adults. You know, I miss just doing something for myself. But conclusion, guys, don't be that coworker that pushes everyone's limit and still gets upset about the shit that you do, because that was what this person was doing. I mean, we were literally making up for absolutely everything that he had to do and then he would still bitch and complain about us so yeah that's my episode for today guys i hope you enjoyed it and if you have wacky stories from work feel free to share i'm always all about them i am very talkative i can talk to you forever and i would love to know i know i'm not the only one that has had them and i will be back next week on tuesday i hope everyone has a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.